This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eric Henry is one of the uh, analysts that joins us quite a few times during the course of the year. Uh, he covers uh, a lot of things, FIU mainly, uh, and this uh, program is definitely improved. We saw it last year. Uh, Coach McIntyre has done a tremendous job. We've had him on the show. Uh, we've also had Eric plenty of times, and the uh, FIU right now is right in the middle of spring, uh, heading towards their spring game coming up in a couple of weeks, and Eric is kind enough to join us. Eric, thanks so much for taking the time. No hockey game tonight. <laughs> no hockey game tonight, Bruce. <laughs> so I'll make sure I'm, ba- I'm back in my regular spot, ready to talk FIU. Plenty to talk about. Got it. Quarterback no battle, got transfer portal, got a lot of things to talk about. Well, let's go. Uh, this is a program that, you know, this is a big spring for them. Uh, a lot of lot of spots that were open coming in. Uh, young kids uh, pretty much dotted the landscape last year. Uh, John Bach, the second, who had a tremendous freshman year playing offensive line, which is really unusual because offensive linemen, it takes longer for them to acclimate themselves. But he stepped in from the beginning. Um, let's talk about spring 2023 and what's being accomplished and what what was the objective yeah blue i mean the biggest thing that i've noticed from the first week of camp and they're now just finishing up the second week the second week will finish up tomorrow is when mike mcintyre came in last year it was clear they were starting from the ground floor when you lose over 45 players from the previous year of course with butch davis not having a contract renewed in the exodus of players leaving the program you really had to come in and set your expectations and set what you were all about and that's was what the objective was last year. Now, this year, it's all the players know what to expect from Mike McIntyre. It's just a matter of going out there and executing it. And like I mentioned uh, in the intro, you know, the two biggest things, I think, out of that first week of camp, A, uh, you talked about John Bach returning. Of course, John Bach was a freshman All-American. Split some time between guard, left guard, and uh, center. It's going to be interesting to see where he falls in because that offensive line blew is a bit in flux. They lost their starting center to the transfer portal. He's now at Middle Tennessee State. They look to be bringing back, you know, the bulk of the offensive line outside of that. But then they had their starting right tackle, three-year starter, Lindell Hudson Jr., a kid from Brooksville, choose to enter the portal. And on the same day, last Thursday, their starting left tackle and Shamar Habdi-Ali, a kid out of Tampa, they both chose to enter the portal uh, that day. And when I said, uh, Blue, there's some really interesting comments from Mike McIntyre. I mean, you've had Mac on the program. You know, he's, for the most part, you know, in a good mood, a pretty jovial guy. But he was very candid when I asked him about uh, his thoughts on both them leaving. He said that, you know, hey, one of their kids on their team quote tweeted one of the players who was leaving their announcement, and the player quote tweeted and said, go get paid. Mike McIntyre said, I'm quoting verbatim here, he said, I think that sums up all you need to know about the state of college football right now. So he obviously yeah. had some very strong comments about his guys aren't in the portal. So that's, that's really the first thing. And then the second thing I mentioned is that quarterback battle. You got the returner in Grayson James, started 10 games last year. Uh, of course, you got the last year's QB2 and Hayden Carlson, son of Jeff Carlson coming back, challenging for the job. And then, of course, the big name that 
most fans in South Florida know that's, you know, lights out. Kiwan Jenkins, the kid from Miami Central, he is pushing for the job as well. Uh, definitely seems to be, you know, kind of an interesting race there. I mean, Grayson obviously has the experience edge. And uh, for all intents and purposes, it kind of enters uh, spring right now as a QB1. But it's going to be interesting to see how that quarterback race shakes out, especially when you have such a, a, a local legend in Kiwan Jenkins uh, now yeah. staying at FIU and challenging for the job. But, you know, you make a good point. Okay, so you're still looking for frontline players, uh, obviously, in a lot of positions, but then depth becomes important. I know that Wyatt Lawson, uh, you know, was a young guy, but certainly uh, showed a lot of promise. The Jacob Peace kid also from last year up front. And then I believe you had Philip Houston. I don't know. I thought he was banged up, but maybe he's uh, healthy now. How, How are those three doing as far as trying to establish themselves as first unit? Oh, Blue, you hit the nail on the head. Jacob Peace was the primary starter last year at right guard. If you ever get a chance to see him, I mean, he is a, a mountain of a kid who began his career at Virginia Military Institute. He's, you know, a big 6'2", 6'3", kid, north of 300 pounds. So he he's in place at right guard. Wyatt Lawson's definitely going to challenge at center as far as getting some reps with Julius Pierce leaving. Uh, going to see where he can slide in there. And then you talk about Philip Houston at right tackle, kid out from Texas, from the Houston area in Texas. He got one start last year, played in three games, as you mentioned. Was a little bit banged up, was still getting in the rhythm of FBS football last year. Um, so he's going to challenge at, he's gonna challenge at right tackle with the departure of Lindell Hudson. Another name to keep an eye on, Blue, local kid, Travis Burke from up in Broward yes. County. He started his career at Gardner-Webb, you know, 6'9", 290 pounds. Uh, yeah. With Shamar Habdi leaving, Travis Burke has gotten the bulk of snaps at the left tackle, so keep an eye on him. And I'll give you one more local kid as well, uh, Mikel Rabus. Uh, he's a guy yes. who obviously played yeah. both both ways last year, offense and defense. With uh, the the day after both of those players transferred out, Mikel Rebus saw extended time at right tackle. So he looks to kind of be you know fitting in uh, on the offensive line right now under position. Yeah, I know. I try. You bring up Burke. I covered his dad at Sal Broward. His dad was a heck of a football player, but also a baseball player that went to Bethune Cookman. He was six six, so he he gets dwarfed by his own son. Then he has another son who I believe is in the six five, six six range. Well, uh, defensively, uh, Jeremy Passmore, a guy who went to Indiana out of Christopher Columbus High School. Uh, he had come back. Uh, somebody that a lot of people were talking about, Keegan Davis. Uh, from Treasure Coast, uh, uh, somebody who played tight end and defensive line, uh, you know, in high school, and certainly a guy who everybody liked. And then Sean P- Peterson, who came there as a running back and um, certainly has uh, shown what he could do on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you mentioned three names there who are all going to be factors. You talked about Keegan Davis, someone who earned a starting job out of camp last year. Did fluctuate a little bit. You know, he fluctuated with the kid. Out of Tampa, Jordan Garrod, of course, his older brother played at UCF as a nose tackle, uh, Tony Garrod. So those two will probably be trying to find some time there at the end. Jeremy Passmore is back, looks to kind of have that other defensive end job nailed down. And then Sean Pierce and Jr., as you talked about, you know, just an AA. Even when he was playing running back blue, I mean, you've seen him. He's a mountain of a kid again, yeah. you know, especially yeah. his back there at, at running back at 6'3", 230. He just looked like he belonged on the defensive side of the ball. So he should improve year two uh, playing defense at the FBS level. I'll give you two names to keep an eye on. I mentioned Garad at that nose, nose guard position. Of course, you know how crucial it is to have a good zero technique nose guard in that 3-4 scheme. But uh, FIU signed a kid named Jack Daly from Bryant, and he is your prototypical nose guard, old school 3-4. 6'3", 
345. Where's number zero? But that number does not look <laughs> correct on a guy who's that massive. But he's going to get in there <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, and play the nose guard. And that's going to be huge, you know, to kind of uh, eat up some of the space, you know, clear some of the some of the some those blockers off of those linebackers so they can go there and make plays. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, spring game coming up uh, pretty soon, a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people are going to be anticipating that. They always get a nice little crowd. Uh, talk about that. And, uh, you know, with, obviously they're not going to, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that they probably won't be able to show because they don't have a lot of depth. But uh, looks like a pretty good event. Yeah, I mean, not even just the spring game coming up, but every practice, Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, they've made them open to the public. And, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things, yeah, they've been, each practice has been open to the public, you know, so I've been out there for on the entire two-and-a-half-hour session just watching practice. So, and Blue, I think I'll, I'll piggyback off of that and say this, you know, in talking with some of the support staff for FIU, whether it's been, you know, Ryan Webb, Katie Basin, some people who work in recruiting, they've talked about the fact that they opened spring camp strategically when Miami, when Dade and Brad were on spring break. So you could get a lot of those kids out there since they opened up camp. And it's been, you know, quite frankly, I mean, it's been kind of incredible to see the Saturday practice and see the amount of athletes that they've had out there for their practices. So to kind of transition that to your question about the spring game, I think the part of the reason for having these practices open is to keep building your name, building your reputation. We know the questions that came in when Mike McIntyre was hired about who he was. You know, he's not a local guy. Uh, you know, can he fit? Can he play well in South yeah. Florida? Well, yeah. I mean, you fast forward one year later, uh, the amount of high school kids that you see out there at these practices He's certainly playing well, and I think that's going to transition to the spring game where you should see even better crowd than last year, which, quite frankly, last year's crowd was probably one of the best I've seen in, in four or five years And of uh, my five years of covering FIU football. No doubt. Uh, let everybody know, Eric, how they can follow you, website, uh, social media as well. Absolutely. You can find my FIU coverage and Conference USA coverage on Twitter at Eric C. Henry underscore. And last but not least, you can find the FIU coverage in article form online at underdogdynasty.com. That is SB Nation's home for Group of Five football coverage. Good stuff. Uh, that's Eric Henry, and you know we'll be plugging in with you plenty in the offseason. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Anytime, Blue. You got it, brother. Good stuff. FIU football. That's Eric Henry. Uh, our quick transition. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.